Blog Talk Radio. This is the national premiere Soccer League show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. Good evening, NPSL fans, and welcome to this special edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. The NPSL Soccer Show, back and ready to go in the month of May as we get ready to talk to those players and owners of those clubs that are a part of the NPSL, and this is going to be fair and exciting. You know, um, I have to say this, and I want to thank the NPSL once again, uh, advertising this show, uh, of course, their show, but it's also our show uh, on Facebook. Uh, I have to admit, the layout was absolutely fantastic, and if you are following the league, uh, on Facebook, please go to their Facebook page and check out the advertisement that they had uh, for the show through Facebook. Of course, I advertise on Twitter um, for the show, obviously, and I always try to mention them as much as possible. Uh, and, you know, what can you say? You know, they, they did it again. Uh, you know, great job by Gary Moody and his staff in the front office, uh, especially – um, that department, of course, the marketing department, uh, I appreciate them. Uh, they do a wonderful job, not only helping me out, but to, you know, make sure everyone knows that what's coming up, the best matches, the best news, the best everything about the National Premier Soccer League. So I really want to thank them uh, to advertise the show and, of course, Feuerstein's Fire, American Soccer Show. I want to thank them for advertising it here as well. I am thrilled to be a media partner with the league. I'm I'm very excited because, you know, to have the resources with the league has been incredible. Of course, let's not forget last year, of course, with the pandemic, with no matches being played, um, you know, and going on to talk about, you know, past NPSL Cup Finals. Uh, especially when they got over to the uh, Miami FC uh, FC Motown final uh, about two, two, three years ago, I think it's been something like that, uh, that final. Uh, the advertisement was just unbelievable, and it, it just makes me feel very, very excited and very, very happy that the NPSL and I, we have been working very well together so far uh, for the year and a half. Uh, since doing these shows with them. I feel very, very privileged to work with a great bunch of people um, and to uh, have those people, you know, they have my back, and and I really do appreciate it. And I just, once again, it's just been uh, fantastic what they have done so far with the Four Year Scenes Fire American Soccer Show and for myself as well. So I'm very happy about that. Let's get into the games. Thank God. Games have been played all over the regions. Now, there are some conferences that have not played yet, uh, and there are some conferences that have already been played, but not everybody has started yet. 
So we go straight over, of course, and we're here in the East Region right now. Georgia Revolution right now, top of the uh, Southeast Conference with six points. They're undefeated currently with two wins and uh, two clean sheets, seven goals, four, nil against. Uh, Metro Louisville right now in second place with four points. Uh, North Alabama SC in third place with three points. One point for Appalachian FC in fourth. Georgia Storm right now in fifth uh, with only one match played, and that's a loss with a minus one on the differential. Um, LSA Atletico Lemire, uh, they are currently 0 for 2, and they have allowed basically uh, eight goals. They've scored one, but they've allowed eight, and that's at minus seven on the differential. They're in dead last in the Southeast Conference. In the uh, North Atlantic Conference so far, only two matches have been played. Hartford City right now uh, leading on goal differential as they are tied with the Kingston Stockade uh, with three points each. But Hartford has scored seven goals and allowed nil uh, to the Greater Lowell Rough Diamonds. And, of course, the New York Shockers uh, falling to the Kingston Stockade. Those two uh, in dead last, of course, Kingston Stockade in, uh, I should say, New York Shockers. Uh, in fifth place with the minus two differential, Greater Lowell dead last with minus seven. So far, Vallejo FC and Boston City FC have not yet played. Uh, Mid-Atlantic Conference Division, uh, no matches so far, but hopefully they'll, this weekend, Stat has FC Frederick, Philadelphia Lone Star, uh, Virginia Beach City FC, Northern Virginia United, and, of course, uh, FC Baltimore Christos. Uh, in the next conference... We have the Keystone Conference, Atlantic City FC, FC Motown, currently in first place, tied for first, but on differential, it is Atlantic City FC in first place. They have scored three, allowed nil. FC Motown has scored two and allowed nil. So at the moment, Atlantic City FC are ahead by a single goal scored as FC Motown in second place right now, both tied on points. But Atlantic City FC are currently a point ahead of FC Motown, FC Monmouth, uh, with the uh, New Jersey State Derby loss. They are in seventh right now with minus two. Uh, first State FC in dead last right now. They've allowed the three goals to uh, uh, Atlantic City FC. As of right now, Hershey uh, FC, Torch FC, West Chester United and uh, Electric City Shock have not played yet. Hopefully they'll get underway uh, this weekend. Now we go to the Midwest Region Conference. Uh, Joy St. Louis Park so far, one match in, three points with the win. They have scored four and allowed one. Minneapolis City SC, they have also gotten three points. They have scored three, allowed nothing. Both are at plus three, but because Joy St. Louis Park scored a goal more than Minneapolis. Joy St. St. Louis Park are in first place. Uh, Dakota Fusion uh, with the loss there in sixth, and Sioux Falls Thunder there in dead last right now. Uh, both tied on differential with a minus three, but because Dakota Fusion scored in their match and uh, Sioux Falls did not, uh, Dar Dakota Fusion are in sixth. Uh, Sioux Falls are in dead last at the moment, have not played yet. Med City FC, LC Aris, and Duluth FC. So 
for now, they have not played. Great Lakes Conference at the moment. Whoop, I'm just going ahead of everything here. I'm trying to uh, get back to my place. I don't want to go uh, uh, too far down before I uh, uh, forget what's going on here. Great Lakes Conference, once again, Carpathia FC. Uh, they have a win, three points. And uh, FC Milwaukee Torrent, they have a win, three points. Uh, both sides are plus two on the differential. Carapathy FC uh, has a goal more than Milwaukee Torrent, so that's why Carpathy is in first place currently. Um, and, of course, the Panthenico Chicago uh, losing uh, to Carpathia FC. They're in fourth. Uh, they did score, and um, they allowed three to uh, Carpathia. FC Columbus right now... Uh, They've also have a loss, but they're in dead last with a minus two but on the differential, but they did not score against, Mil- against uh, Milwaukee Torrent. So far, FC Indiana has not played yet, so we'll have to wait for them. Uh, the Rust Belt Conference uh, right now has not played a match. Hopefully they will play this weekend. Syracuse FC, Erie Commodores, Rochester Lancers, FC Buffalo, Pittsburgh Hotspurs, and Cleveland SC uh, in the Midwest region. Um, in the Midwest region in that Rust Belt Conference. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen there. South region right now uh, in the Sunshine Conference. Naples United uh, with the only match played, defeating Storm FC by final of four goals to one. Uh, So far, the other Miami sides, Miami United, uh, Miami Dutch Lions have not played yet. Central Florida Panthers have not played yet. And Boca Raton FC have not played yet. In the Lone Star Conference, look out below. Coyotes FC leading a, with a win. They defeated Fort Worth Vaqueros two goals to nil. Have not played yet. Laredo Heat SC, FC Brownsville, KD1895 FC, the Midland Odessa Soccers, Austin United, Denton Diablos, Irving FC. They have not played yet. Hopefully they'll get their matches on this weekend, and hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun here. Heartland Conference, OKC1898. They're off. They're out of the gate and running. Two matches in, a win and a draw, four points. Tied with Tulsa Athletic, Sonny D'Alessandro side. Um, so far, Tulsa Athletic also with four points. Plus five on the differential for OKC. They are in first. Tulsa Athletic in second place uh, with a plus two. And that is it for them. Uh, Rain FC right now tied with Arkansas Wolves for third place uh, for a point each. Of course, a, po- a draw and a loss. But it's a minus two for Rain, while Arkansas Wolves are at minus five. So Rain in third, Arkansas Wolves in fourth. Uh, Dallas City and Demise have not played yet, so hopefully we'll get them going uh, this weekend as well. Let's see what happens with them. Gulf Coast Conference. Oh, it's active already in this one. Southern States Club, excuse me, Southern States Soccer Club. So far with two matches played, two wins, six points, five Four, nil against. They're on the plus five on the differential. Jacksonville Armada FC's under-23 squad. Still around, but only as uh, an under-23 squad. Two wins as well, but they allowed a goal. So that's why on the differential they have four, and they're in second place. New Orleans Jesters with one match played. That was a draw. And uh, 
at the moment with one point in third. Uh, and they allowed one. They scored one. So they're even on the differential. Tallahassee SC uh, in fourth place. They also have a point, but minus one on the differential. Then afterwards, Florida Roots, two matches in, one point, drawn a loss, minus three. And, of course, uh, AFC Mobile also uh, tied for fifth with Florida Roots. They have uh, a minus three on the differential, one point, of course, but uh, Florida Roots uh, basically scoring two more uh, than Mobile, so that's why Florida Roots are in fifth, Mobile in sixth. Pensacola FC, Fort City have not played yet. Uh, excuse me, Pensacola FC has not played yet, but Port City FC has. It's a loss, and they allowed uh, two goals, so they're at a minus two. But that's, of course, it's early and everything. But we want to get this uh, out of the way and make sure everyone understands what's going on. And then, of course, um, as we uh, can finish up here with the West region, in the Southwest Conference, FC Golden State in first place uh, with three points. Um, FC Arizona, well, that's a, that's a bit of a mistake, isn't it? So FC Arizona has four points. They've played two uh, matches. It's a win and a draw, so te- technically they should be in first place um, due on the points. So uh, hopefully that will be a, uh, a remedy that will fix uh, in the NPSL office. So it should be FC Arizona first. Two matches played. Yes, I understand Golden State has a game in hand, but I would like to think because of the points, um, Arizona would be in first. But that's just a techni- technicality. We'll find out later on. Uh, Las Vegas Legends uh, with a draw with a point. Uh, LASC San Diego uh, with a loss. They're at the minus one on the differential. They're in fourth. And Temecula FC starting off the loss. Um, they allowed four goals, so they are in last in the Southwest Conference, in the Northwest Conference. To, uh, that has not played yet, and that has Tacoma Stars, International Portland Select, uh, Spokane Shadow, OSA Seattle, PDXFC, and Crossfire Redman. Um, for Golden Gate Conference, they haven't played yet. Hopefully they'll be playing this weekend. And once again, that's Contra Costa FC, FC Davis, Sacramento Gold, Sonoma County, Seoul, Oakland Stompers, El Ferrolito, Napa Valley, 1839, and Academica SC. So there it is, folks. Those are your current standings. And, of course, some of the matches have been played. And it should be exciting. It should be a lot of fun. This is going to be a great year uh, in the MPSL 2021 edition. I cannot wait to see what will happen uh, going into this season. And once again, the MPSL is off and roaring. And uh, let's get everybody in there. Let's get everyone ready to go. And let's hope uh, everyone is uh, all set for uh, this 2021 NPSL season. Now, ladies and gentlemen, great bunch of guests tonight for the NPSL Soccer Show here on the 418's Fire American Soccer Show. My first guest tonight plays not far away from me. He's the midfielder for FC Motown. Of course, Motown meaning Morristown, and it is the midfielder, uh, Mr. Kenny Hot, joins me tonight to talk about his time with the club. Kenny, good evening, and how are you? Uh, hey, can you hear me? I can hear you good. How are you doing tonight, Kenny? Okay, cool. I'm good. How are you? Doing very well, very well. So, obviously, Kenny, we don't need to uh, guess who you might be related to. I'm assuming... Uh, <laughs> 
Sachi Hot, the head coach of the club, is related to you in some way, and what relation is he, if you do not mind? So we are cousins, I believe. I'm not sure. I feel like second or third, um, but we're very close. So uh, I believe it's like second or third cousins. Uh, I'd have to ask my dad. He probably knows more about that than me, but um, yeah, I'm going to say second or third cousins. So if I can ask you this, obviously, of course, the NPSL getting underway. Everyone's ripped roaring and ready to go. Um, You had a big match uh, against FC Monmouth. We all know um, about, you know, the New Jersey rivalries going on uh, with Motown and, of course, um, Monmouth. What's it like to face against some of these teams that represent the state of New Jersey and uh, how – Big and hard is the action between those two clubs. I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to Motown, I think uh, you know Sacher, the owners Scott, Dan, Allen, they've done a you know really really great job of building the program up to a point where uh, Motown's got a target on their on their backs, and every team's kind of coming for us because everybody feels that we are and they should that we are one of the top teams in the state, if not the top team in the state, and with a team to beat. So I think for us, every game kind of feels like a rivalry. Uh, if you see the way teams kind of come at us, but we like that. We like the challenge, and uh, we like that every game is going to be competitive. And playing these games against Mammoth, uh, you know, they've got some history. Uh, it's a lot of fun jumping into that. You can definitely feel in the atmosphere, and you know how seriously the coaches take it, and the players, and it gets chippy sometimes. But you know, that's what makes the game fun. No, absolutely, and uh, you know when you got to go over to either to their place or wherever you're playing. I'm assuming you're still over at Drew University, uh, very close to Morristown near Madison. Um, what's the what's that rivalry like in the stands when you uh, get the ball at your feet and you're just going at it? And you hear either uh, if you're the traveling team, you hear the jeers from uh, uh, the opposition fans, or the, when you're home, you get the uh, the cheers from your home fans. Yeah, no, I mean, Motown, uh, in the games I've played in anyway, we've, we've drawn some pr- pretty good crowds, uh, especially at Drew. Uh, we've played some games at Montclair State. Uh, I think Montclair State, we don't get as many as many fans, but I think when we play at Drew, it's a really great environment. Uh, you can definitely feel, you know, the fans that give you that extra, that extra push every play um, to give just that much more, and I love it. It's a great, great environment, and shout out to everyone who comes and supports. It's really helps us as players to kind of get into the game and get build up some momentum. Now, obviously you're a midfielder. Are you an attacking midfielder? Do you come up the flanks? Or are you a defensive midfielder? So I'm kind of in between. Uh, the 6-8-10 rule, I would kind of say I'm more of an 8. So that's more people would call it the box-to-box midfielder where I'm in my own box defending, but I'm also, you know, in the attacking half getting goals, assists, um, and then kind of doing everything in between, uh, you know, just pressing, uh, cutting off passing lanes, staying in the middle of the field. And so I think I wouldn't label myself as a attacking or defensive. I'd kind of say I'm somewhere in between both. That's good. That's pretty good. So, so far, um, how long have you been with the club? And uh, at the same time, uh, what has Sachi told you uh, when you're in your position, uh, either as a starter or coming off the bench? Uh, you know, from uh, I've been training with Motown, uh, you know, 
started you know, probably two years ago when I wasn't doing anything. Sash said, yeah, you can bring him uh, for a couple of sessions. And I would jump into a couple of sessions. And since, since day one, uh, when I was kind of too young to even think about playing with Motown, he would always tell me, you know, just don't, don't play any differently than you would anywhere else. And that's kind of stuck with me today. Uh, now, you know, starting and playing for Motown, it's, I kind of just hold those same principles and I just play my game and I, it's great to have, you know, Sasha, Alan, these guys on the bench that, that kind of, you know, they never say a bad thing to me uh, unless I really, unless I really deserve it. You know, they tell me to, uh, you know, focus or, but I think, you know, they're always saying, you know, saying encouraging things to me and I know that they're always in my corner. So I'm not afraid to try things. I'm not afraid to play my game and I know they're, they're always going to be supporting me. So that's, that's definitely something that I uh, it helps me a lot. Now I have to ask you this. I know you haven't traveled yet, or maybe if you have, I, I'm not aware of it. But you're going to be going up and down this region. Obviously, you know you're going to face another team in New Jersey in Atlantic City FC. You know they get great support down in South Jersey. Uh, of course, the gambling the gambling establishment down there. Don't you dare! <laughs> don't don't play any slots. I don't yeah. want you get caught at the casino. Now you keep your money. Yeah. You keep your money. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but they also, but you also have to go to Pennsylvania, and you probably have to go to Delaware as well. Um, what is it like for you to, you know, you're going to be traveling uh, to some of these locations for these road games that, uh, you know, maybe, I mean, obviously you're kind of like playing as a professional in some ways, but um, you know, sometimes the traveling either can be a little long, maybe it's a little short, depending on how you feel when you get to your destination. What's that going to be like for you when you're going to go to these different towns? I mean, uh, you know, for as long as I can remember, I've been traveling for soccer, especially uh, last summer when I played for Red, uh, New York Red Bulls 2. We were traveling, you know, okay. up and down to Atlanta, uh, to Philly, all these different places. And I think I've kind of gotten used to that traveling part. Uh, just kind of, you know, it's a business trip and you got to do what you got to do and, you know, just stay focused. Don't let the traveling distract you. And I think I've kind of gotten used to that whole that whole uh, situation of traveling. So I think, I don't think it'll be too different for me. Uh, I'm just excited really to see all these different places and different, uh, you know, like you said, different, different environments, different atmospheres. Every place is something new. That's great to hear. Um, now, as I was saying before, you know, these road trips, this is going to be pretty awesome and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if I can just say this, when you travel, obviously you want to check out the uh, the area before you uh, get ready to go play a match. You know, we all know about Hershey. We don't have to guess too much. Tons of chocolate. Are you going to raid Hershey Park at all or no? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Definitely, I'm definitely not going to say no. Um, it's one of those, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so I'm not going to grill you too much. I'm not going to grill you too much. I promise. Don't worry. Uh, I'll 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 let you I'll let you slide by and everything. But I'll tell you right now, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, um, what are your goals? Uh, you know, coming into the 2021 season for uh, FC Motown, what do you think, or where do you think the club is going to be? Um, you know, after this regular season's over, do you feel like you're a playoff team? I mean, I know it's early and everything, but you know, what aspirations do you have uh, starting this 2021 uh, MPSL season so far? What are you expecting for? You know, I think uh, anyone within the club, anyone who knows Motown would say uh, we expect to win, you know, the championship. 
Uh, we expect to go far in the playoffs. If, if not win the whole thing, we expect to, you know, be one of the better teams, one of the best teams in the entire NPSL, and we, we believe that. Uh, you know, it's it's been seen in the past couple of years that Motown's been among the top teams in, in this league, and I think this year we've got a really, really strong team, and I'd be surprised if we don't we don't make it around the playoffs. I want to ask you this. Of course, a couple of years ago, FC Motown was in the NPSL Cup final at home against Miami FC, and of course, that was the first time Sachi, uh, I would say, managed a, a Cup final. Uh, yep. Were you at the match, and were you like you know riveted to all the action going on on that field that drew that night? I was. I, I was at that match. Um, I was at that match. I remember uh, Tyler Adams was at that match as well. I took a picture with Tyler Adams. Uh, I just remember the atmosphere being, you know, very, very crazy. And it, it was kind of cool to, you know, the other night playing in that USL, USL League 2 game with Motown um, at Drew University. It was kind of cool to see, like, you know, a couple of years ago I was watching them play here and now I'm playing with them. It was, it was really cool. And I remember Sash, Sash told me uh, at halftime when Motown was walking out and I was watching the game, he's like, he's like I want to see you playing on this field in a couple of years. And, it's cool to look back at that and see uh, now I'm playing for him uh, on that field. And it was just, it was really, really great. And it's cool to look back on it now. Isn't that great? I mean, I know, I mean, I've, I've had conversations with Sachi uh, many times off the air, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, I love talking tactics with him, talking about the game, you know, uh, some of the players that he used to watch, who are the players that you watched on television, whether it be an MLS or in Europe, you know, it could be Messi, Ronaldo, you know, in England or in Spain or uh, Italy or Germany. I mean, who are the players that you watch that you admire and you want to be just like them? I mean, uh, growing up, me and my dad, uh, my dad and I would, you know, every single every single Barcelona game we were watching. We were the biggest Barcelona fans growing up. Um, we used to watch the midfield. Really how I learned the game was, through my dad and through watching that midfield of, you know, Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi, um, just, just watching the way they moved off the ball, the way they just combined, you know, simple simplicity, you know, you learn the idea of simplicity and how uh, the more simple you are, the more effective you can be. And I think those three guys in the middle, I still watch their highlights today uh, before my games. And I just, I think about how they make such an impact with just little amount of touches on the ball. And I think, um, those three guys, if I had to say, uh, what I really modeled my game after. Yeah, I mean, you cannot go against uh, Barcelona at all. I mean, what can you say about Barcelona back in those days, a well-oiled machine, how they yep. were uh, – I mean, I, I like Barcelona myself. I mean, I, I love the technical ability of all those players that play in Spain. Not to say pace is nothing or nothing to sneeze at, but, you know, the technical ability – of all those players that come from the Barcelona Academy have been fantastic to watch. I mean, that's why I love watching Barcelona. I think they're very technically sound. I, I think that they do very well when they attack with the ball. And, you know, I've always asked this about Argentinians. Are they double-jointed at the ankles? It's a joke, I know. But <laughs> the way that Messi plays with the ball, yeah, I wonder if he's double-jointed in the ankle anyway. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. It's unreal. It's just unbelievable what he does with that ball. It's just crazy and as, as, as uh, unbelievable. But you know that's why he is who he is, and that's why he's one of the best players in the world. And you know, hopefully, he'll continue on, depending on how long he'll go. But we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. So, finally, finally, 
It is now time for you to let Sachi have it. Is there anything interesting we need to know about, or do I need to know about, so I can let him so I can let him have it? Go ahead, Kenny. The floor is yours. Anything yeah, I don't strange, know. funny? Uh, strange or funny? He's a, he's a funny guy. Um, I wouldn't say there's any specific specifically weird or funny things about him. I'm trying to think right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Pretty, he's a pretty normal <laughs> guy. He's, you know, funny. Oh, it makes everybody laugh. You, think you of, sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you ask your uncle. Maybe he knows. <laughs> I will. All right. So listen, the next time, the next time you uh, come back on the show, I want to get some dirt and I want to get some dirt on Sachi really badly. So uh, I can talk to him again at another time. But uh, you know, listen, Kenny, I hope you have a good year this year, and hopefully, FC Motown gets back to the Cup final. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But um, you know, look, good luck in your uh, in your uh, first season playing with FC Motown. Hope you're going to be uh, successful this year. And thank you. Thank oh, excuse you. me. Um, I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was it was fun. Okay. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right, Kenny Hot midfielder FC Motown, and uh, you know, Sachi. He's really a nice guy. I don't have a problem with Sachi. Obviously, we like to have a little fun joke around, and let's see what happens moving forward. And everything else going on. But I will say this, uh, FC Motown is going to be one of those tough clubs in the regular season, especially in that uh, conference. So we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. Joining me right now uh, is the owner of the Tallahassee Soccer Club in Tallahassee, Florida, in the capital city of the state of Florida. And this is Mr. Chris Pelly joining me tonight uh, to talk about his club. Chris, good evening, and how are you? Hey, good evening, man. I appreciate you having me on, but before we get started, I'm definitely not the owner. We are a uh, 501c3 nonprofit. Everyone involved in our club is a volunteer. Uh, I think I, I just, I'm one of the club runners. How about that? That's fine. We can go with that. As long as you give me the information, I'll run along with whatever you say, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> no, wonderful. So, I, you know, what led you and the other runners uh, to create this club, uh, especially in the, uh, the, the, the state city capital of Florida. And uh, how has the response been so far since uh, Tallahassee's been around in the uh, league? Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's similar to maybe a handful of other clubs around the country in that in uh, May of 2017, I read the much-publicized kind of manifesto by Dennis Crawley laying out uh, how he started Stockade, and I took that article and I sent a text to a bunch of my friends in Tallahassee and essentially said, why not us, why not here? And, of course, everyone thought I was crazy, but one of the guys on that text chain said, of course, why not us, why not here? And then I spent the next year meeting with everyone I could and just waited for a no. You know what, I, you just kept meeting with folks and waiting for someone to say, no, it's not going to work. Um, and now we're three years later. And we're playing in the NPSL, and uh, you know it's been a it's been a wild ride, as you might say, starting a team from scratch and learning a lot of things as we've gone along. We played our first season in 2019 in the Gulf Coast Premier League, and our first year out, we won the Eastern Conference and 
made it to the first round of the playoffs. But a lot of what we do is focused on our community. Pretty much 90% of what we do is focused on our community and how we define success as a club. I think the response has been amazing on all of those different levels that we're looking at defining success. Uh, we're averaging north of, in our first season, average north of 700 fans a game. In our first game two weeks ago, we had 900-plus out there. So the fan response is awesome. Uh, our players, you know, we kind of follow the Minneapolis uh, model where we feature local players. We believe a community club is about having local players within your area that live here. You know, many teams around the country will house players and go out and recruit, but that's just not what we do. We, we focus on highlighting the best uh, players that we have locally and put them in a platform to succeed. If I can ask you this, being in the Gulf Coast Conference of the NPSL, especially in the southern region, um, how important is it for your side to be very close to your opponents? Obviously, you've got Jacksonville. That's just a, a, probably an hour or two south of you. Uh, you've got to go along the panhandle to uh, Pensacola. Then you have to move over to, like, to the states that borders the Gulf of Mexico, you know, like New Orleans, Jester's, uh, um, AFC Mobile. Of course, there's Port City. And, of course, the new club that's coming in, Florida Roots, this season. How important was this to be in a region where – Everything is not that far away. Well, you know, that, that was the major uh, factor in when, we, when we started this club, right? Because we're kind of in a geographical island up here in Tallahassee, and um, it was all about what is the travel. And I think any club around the country will tell you how does the travel impact you. And we're actually really thrilled. We, you know, we came into the league with conference mates, uh, Pensacola, AFC Mobile, and, and Gulfport, Port City, so they were with us in the Gulf Coast Premier League. But adding a Jacksonville team, which is only two and a half hours away, and a, a Panama City team, which is only about two-plus hours away, that that's great because otherwise we were driving four-plus hours every single time. But the other factor is not just the, the travel, it's the time change. You know, all the teams that come east to us, they gain an hour. You know, when we're traveling, we lose that hour. So, you know, we're not playing until – uh, 9 o'clock sometimes, 8 o'clock our time, and leaving there at 11 o'clock to come back. So these are long nights, um, but we're really thrilled, and we're trying to be very supportive of the new Florida Roots team because we want that to last and succeed really selfishly because they're only two hours away, uh, and it's it's really nice to be able to have that Jacksonville and, and Panama City trip. And we go to Pensacola tomorrow. That's only a little over three hours. So it is very good. We know we'll be overnighting when we go to New Orleans and I think you uh, also need to throw in there the Southern States team out of Hattiesburg. So we'll be overnighting when we go there as well because it's just not feasible to drive back in one day. No, it's not. And you want to make sure your players are fresh and ready to go whenever you're traveling over there. Or the way that, that you know, I think the MPSL will schedule uh, you, you guys. You could definitely uh, have like one night probably in uh, uh, Pensacola and then you get a couple of days off and then you head over to New Orleans if you're going to go west. Uh, and, of course, I keep forgetting about the time zone changes. Is, is the Panhandle also at times part of the central time zone, or is that just regular East Coast so, time zone? Yeah. No, so so Jacksonville and us, you know, we're the only Eastern time zone teams in the whole conference. So Panama City is in a different time zone, and then everyone else further west is all on a different time zone. So, like I said, we left Panama City at 11 o'clock our time and got back into town around 2, and then tomorrow night we'll get back into town around 3 or so. Um, because, again, we lose that hour uh, coming going west. 
Mm, okay, so there it is right there. Um, if I can ask you this, what style does uh, uh, Tallahassee Soccer Club like to play and your tactics, your formations? Your head coach, if you would like to talk about him, um, what interesting uh, things do you uh, like about your head coach moving forward and uh, getting your club to get those three points? And, uh, you know, what style is Tallahassee, you know, they love to play? Yeah, you know, I think everyone will say it, right? But we're a hardworking team, and we reflect the culture of our city. But uh, Coach Josh Bruno uh, is the local high school coach, local academy coach, and he's uh, there's a, a college just a little bit north of us, Thomas University, 30 miles or so north. I think he's one of the top three or four all-time leading scorers there. So, you know, he's an attacker, and our team has an attacking mentality. And I think, you know, we will constantly be past the midline, high-press team, uh, high-motor team, and we'll go through our subs if we need to. We believe in making sure that everyone leaves it out on the field, whether it's 40 minutes or 30 minutes or 60. Um, so I think we just we just don't stop bringing that press. That's really one of the defining factors of what we have going on. That's fantastic to hear. And, of course, I always love to ask this question because um, I like to think it's ingrained in every uh, professional athlete, uh, some of my pro athlete, head coach, management, ownership. Obviously, you've got to reach the MPSL Cup playoffs and get to that round where you can qualify for the U.S. Open Cup. How important would that be for Tallahassee to get involved in an Open Cup match? Um, obviously, this year the Open Cup is a little bit wayward due to still we're in the, we're still in the pandemic, obviously. But you know, what would that mean for Tallahassee Soccer Club to get involved with the U.S. Open Cup for the first time? Yeah, you know, one of the defining um, aspects of our club is that we want to celebrate anything, right? We celebrate any and everything that's worth celebrating, and we believe in making history. So, you know, we're the first men's team that's, that's been at this level in our city, made the playoffs in our first year. You know, anything that we could do the first of, and it would be the first time ever that a Tallahassee team would be involved in the U.S. Open Cup. So, you know, that's definitely one of our goals as a as a organization to to try to get to that point so we can celebrate it, so that we can make history and, and have the community all be a part of that. Uh, we circle that. We're hopeful that we can get to that one day. But when we do it, it's going to be with local players only, and it's going to be a real, real great accomplishment. Yeah, it really will be. And, you know, you'll get the national spotlight, uh, ESPN, on their streaming platform. And, uh, yeah, you'll get, you'll get some big boy uh, – uh, celebrations going on, that's for sure. But I will say this, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I know you guys uh, will love uh, getting that opportunity uh, being on the Open Cup uh, broadcasts on ESPN+. And, you know, I cannot wait um, as uh, we get over there soon, and hopefully next year uh, it gets back to the normal uh, normalcy of the Open Cup qualification situation. Of course, you can hopefully get to the uh, first round of 2022, so we'll have to wait and see when that uh, does happen. But I will say this, is that, you know, loving this league, loving the pro the proximity of some of your some of your opponents you have to play in that division, uh, what's the biggest rival that you've played with, either in that Gulf Coast Soccer League or now in this uh, particular region, in, the, in, in the, the conference you're in, in that South region? Who is the, the number one rival for Tallahassee right now? 
Yeah, you know, I think when you boil it down, like proximity breeds some of these rivalries. Rivalries create culture. Culture builds your organization. Um, you know, it would be interesting to see how Florida roots develop just because of the proximity. Pensacola, I think we're – uh, you know, sometimes rivalry will mean there's some fierceness, right? And there's some maybe some mm-hmm. negativity there, but it's hard to say Pensacola are rivals because we're really just good friends with those guys. I would say maybe Gulfport because we have a little history going back to our uh, Gulf Coast Premier League days. Then even AFC Mobile. I mean, we played each other to a tie in our first league in both games. Um, really hard-fought battles. We kind of mirror each other with our paths and our organizational structures. So I think we've got a really even our supporters groups. Um, kind of have some really good banter going on. Uh, so I would say AFC Mobile, and then we're hopeful that, again, proximity breeds something with Florida Roots and Panama City just because, you know, it, it, like I said, proximity breeds a lot of that stuff. No, it really does, and uh, that would be great to see. And, of course, you know, every league depends on a big rivalry no matter where they are in the standings, no matter where they are in the conference or, uh, you know, however the table is structured. We love to see these things happen and we love to see, uh, you know, a lot of action and, you know, tons and tons of news breaking out. Mostly good. Mostly good. We're not going to go there, but uh, (laughs) I don't want to start a rivalry out of nothing. I mean, I don't want to go there, but, you know, I just like to make sure that, you know, and, you know, obviously in MLS, it's uh, Sounders and Timbers and Whitecaps. It's Red Bulls, D.C. United. And obviously, Inter-Miami and Orlando are going to have something going. Uh, Houston and Texas are going to have something going. Austin's coming in. You know, there's these past rivalries going on uh, that were when one club was once in a league like Cincinnati was in the USL Championship against Louisville. So, you know... Want to see that passion? Want to see that big time rivalry going forward? So, how many runners are there altogether running this club? And I may, and I, let me just say, so you are president of Tallahassee. Yes, sir. But you're still a runner. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I mean, because we're all in it together. So we've essentially got a board of directors. We've got seven official board of directors. We've got a couple other volunteers that that help us run it. Uh, we've got Coach Bruno and an assistant coach with. Um, a couple different assistant coach helping us. But like I said, everyone involved in our team is they volunteer their time. They volunteer their love and passion for it all. Um, we only have a men's team. We don't have an academy down below. This is all we do right now. We're expanding to a U19 team starting in August so we can, again, try to develop out and build out. I think we've done it a little different than a lot of teams around the country where they really start from the ground, uh, the bottom and then move up. But we may go the other way. We're still kind of figuring things out. Um, you know, we lost a lot of momentum last year, just like everyone else did around the country, but we're picking that up, I think, which is evident with 900 or so in the stands on our first home game. Um, but it's great. You know, we just, we're a good group. We call each other a family. Uh, we celebrate as much of our players as we can. Um, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. No, it's great to hear. Now, obviously, um, since you're starting this under 19 squad, um, you are aware of the Dallas cup, correct? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So is there any plans? I'm not saying in the immediate future, but somewhere down the road, are, will there be any plans to maybe having Tallahassee's under-19s uh, attempt to uh, uh, sign up for the Dallas Cup somewhere down the road? Yeah, I think we have a lot of things on the table down the road. You know, we're privileged right now that we're actually the conference of the pilot program for MPSL nationwide to have a U19 season. So our conference mates all fielded U19 teams in the spring and then even last fall. 
So that's a good place for us to start maybe. Um, we've also got some things in Florida with the Florida Cup, but we're going to start slow. We're going to build it out, but I, I would love to see us get out to there, to the Dallas Cup and just different um, entities as we build out the youth. Because, again, if we don't build out those 15-, 16-, 17-year-olds, that's going to be the future of our club. Because, again, we're not housing players from around the country and, you know, having people all come in. We're all about our local players. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and it's a good thing to start off with. Worry about your local kids. Worry about the local players that you're going to have on your on your roster. And then if you do decide to get a little itchy, you want to bring in over a national <laughs> player, you never know. No, I well, you know, we can have someone wanna... retire here. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> retire? Did someone call for retirement all of a sudden? This Florida's not a well, retirement community. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have no no state income tax. We're very very popular with folks. So who knows? You get a, get someone to retire here that still balls. We'll we'll have them join up on the squad. It'd be awesome. Like I guess we'll have Josh Wolf right is uh, playing for an MPSL team in Orlando. That's very true. It's a possibility. So we'll see what happens. But listen, Chris, thank you very much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. Good luck this season with Tallahassee Soccer Club, and hopefully you guys can do well and get into the playoffs this year. So good luck. Man, I appreciate everything and putting the spotlight on lower division soccer and and spending your time on it, man. Appreciate it a lot. No problem. I'm glad to help out as much as I can. You have a good evening. Thank you. No problem. Chris Pelley, the president of the Tallahassee Soccer Club, also a runner with the other runners on the board of directors of Tallahassee Soccer Club. Uh, Great chat with him and very happy to have him on. Now joining me tonight on the other south side of New Jersey, down in the beaches of Monmouth County, the goalkeeper for FC Monmouth, Mr. Matt Perella, is with me tonight to talk about FC Monmouth. Uh, Matt, good evening, and how are you tonight? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm doing well. I'm actually in the middle of running some youth tryouts for my local club, so uh, it's nonstop soccer, man. <laughs> you eat, breathe, drink, and sleep on it, huh? All the time, yeah. You know how it is. It's great, though. Can't complain. No. Nope, exactly. It's the greatest thing to do. No, I don't blame you at all. Um, I know it's only been one match. Uh, unfortunately, it's a loss, but... Uh, you know, uh, how confident are you feeling that you're going to bounce back from the uh, opening season loss uh, so far in the Keystone Conference? Uh, I feel pretty good, to be honest with you. I mean, Motown is one of those clubs that's taking probably a different direction than uh, a lot of the NPSL clubs in the fact that there happen to be a lot of guys that are slightly older than most clubs probably are recruiting to play and have a little bit different experience, um, and that certainly gives them an advantage. And with that, it, it builds good competition in the area. So uh, the first game with Monmouth, we were a little bit short on guys, and we haven't been able to link up quite as much as we would have liked to beforehand. So it was actually, a, you know, we played very well. I mean, 2-0 can look different in a lot of ways uh, on the outside. But I'll tell you what, it was a very close 2-0 game that probably could have been 1-0 to us or 1-0 to them at a different part, in the, part of the match. So we're not discouraged at all. Um, you know, I'm on board with Monmouth right now to help them try and reach a new level in the NPSL. And, you know, we, we feel good after one match. I think we'll be all right. That's great to hear. If I can ask you this, uh, does the club tap into the university soccer team to, uh, you know, fill out the roster once you get to the NPSL seasons? 
you know what? I'm still learning a, a lot about the club myself. Um, there is a pretty good amount of, of the roster that is collegiate players. Um, we do have a mm-hmm. handful of guys that are, that are men's league players that, you know, played somewhere for a little bit or had stints here and there or went to play elsewhere. Um, but yeah, there's still a good percentage with Monmouth of guys that are coming through the, the college, the local college system. Cause again, it's not a club that's housing players. Um, and, and I think they do a pretty good, good job of, of drawing, you know, strong local talent to the area. It's just a matter of getting guys on the same page fast enough to, to hit the next level for them, which I think is a playoff push and kind of that next level, level of, uh, of establishment. No, that's great to hear, obviously. Um, and, of course, uh, once again, uh, Asbury Park is not far away, obviously. It's in the county. So uh, right. you can probably uh, hear a lot of Bruce Springsteen songs. I don't know if you're a big Bruce fan, but... Uh, of course. <laughs> you know, of course. Yeah, you're just saying that just to make me feel better. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> Bruce but, still does um, pop-ups. He still does a pop-up here and there in Asbury. He'll pop up into a bar with the guitar and, and jam. So uh, he's oh, still really? active in that okay. community. Yeah. Yep. That's great. No, that's great to hear. That, that's wonderful to hear uh, about that. So uh, you've had pictures with, with Bruce or no? No, no pictures with Bruce. But, you know, he's still uh, around the area. And it's a cool – it is a cool spot. I mean, FC Monmouth – Again, it's not, a, it's not a team that has uh, housing for guys yet. I don't know if that's in their plans or model for, for later on, but it is a, a great area to be in for the summer and, and play and, and develop. So, No, absolutely. No, I, I mean, you know, Monmouth County, you know, Asbury Park, you know, that whole area. Uh, obviously, the beach is there. It's nice and fun time if you want to relax. But definitely, uh, it, it's nice to know that FC Monmouth is doing a great job uh, building uh, that club and trying to become a staple in the area. If I can ask you this, um, you know, like we've talked about, you know, all the different, uh, co- um, excuse me, conferences in all the four regions of the NPSL. What makes the Keystone Conference so tough and hard-nosed to play against? We know how you are against Motown, but of course there's Atlantic City FC, which is not far away. You have to go into Pennsylvania with Hershey, Torch, West, Chester United, Electric uh, City Shock, and I guess down to Delaware to First State FC. Why is the Keystone Conference, in your mind, probably the toughest conference in all the MPSL? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think every year it's very competitive. Um, I mean, I think in the past few years, you know, I spent time with Atlantic City uh, and helping put that roster together in the past two seasons with some guys. Uh, and then before that, it was Copa, who's not around anymore. But between between Motown, uh, who was Clarkstown before, right? So you had Clarkstown, which is Motown, uh-huh. um, Atlantic City, you know, Westchester. I mean, those three teams, whether it's the NPSL or their amateur cups, um, they all they – rep- they represent very well, you know, Westchester and Motown. Um, and then obviously Atlantic City doing well. I mean, they have a big draw because they have the housing and it's an attractive place to sell the guys and stuff like that. Um, you know, but then even last year, like uh, Bucksmont, who's not really a big name, I mean, they competed hard last year, and they stole some points from teams. You know, Monmouth was able to steal some points from teams. Um, it's just a bit of a greedy conference, and typically I feel like a team from the Keystone Conference ends up going into the semifinal or quarterfinal and making a good push for it. So I don't want to say it's necessarily better than any other conference. I know there's a couple, there's a couple other really strong conferences, uh, I know the West Coast has has a pretty competitive group as well, um, 
but it's a, it's a tough conference. There's no, there's no necessarily, you know, gimme teams in it. Um, I don't know what first state's going to be like this year. I know they had a tough first match uh, with Atlantic city, but you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a competitive conference. There's just a lot of players in this area that, that want to play. And even guys that are a little bit older want to continue to compete at a high level. So you find some of these guys that are, you know, getting onto these rosters because they still have a desire to play. No, absolutely, and why not? Uh, so, you know, obviously, goalkeeper, uh, not a lot of action until the ball comes into your area, and then you've got to try and find a way to stop it. Why goalkeeper, and, and who is the goalkeeper you watch that you want to emulate uh, to be a professional uh, goalkeeper in, in soccer? Well, yeah, I mean, first, I think I would, I would disagree with what you said about that position, right? Because the best goalkeepers in the world find ways to stay active, right? So... We're always kind of mm-hmm. moving around, making sure that we're in a, a, a better spot or the best spot that we can be in to react or be a help to our teammates, whether it's in the back four, being an outlet to come back and relieve pressure, or if it's a through ball or a ball over the top to be able to come off and close it down. So um, for me, it's more I, – I don't really know what got me into it in the beginning. Um, I just excelled at it and stuck with it. And uh, I had good mentors growing up and good coaches growing up, so – um, you know, that's what really drew me to the position. I think I, I got used to stopping goals more than I was trying to score them. And for me, that was good enough. Um, yeah, so, so that's the draw there. And it's funny, too, because my local high school that I graduated from is North Brunswick High School, which is the same hometown as Tim Howard. So as soon as I pushed ah. into uh, – yeah, I mean, I know that's, like, that's an easy answer to give. Um, but I would say it was kind of a combination of goalkeepers for me. It was Tim Howard because as, as soon as I was had made that connection, I was like, okay, cool, like we're in the same spot. Um, so I would say there was a little bit of Tim Howard influence there. Um, for me, Casillas was a big one growing up, and Buffon was a big one growing up. Um, yeah, I would say between those three guys, those are sort of like the legends of goalkeeping for me. Oliver Kahn, too. I oh, mean, yeah. Watching him yeah. freak oh, out and, and make these saves and – getting guys' faces and stuff. It was awesome. So, um, yeah, there's a couple different, a couple different goalkeepers that have added to, to what I'd like to think has helped me make, you know, help make me a pretty decent keeper. No, I'll tell you right now, you can't go wrong with those, uh, uh, guys. Absolutely. Especially Timmy, uh, Tim Howard, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you, you can never go wrong with Tim Howard at all. I mean, I remember him growing up watching him with the Metro stars and, you know, making, saves out of his rear end that you never thought he can make um the big open cup run back in 1998 where he was uh, the open cup keeper that penalty kick shootout against columbus where uh, mm-hmm. uh it was the fifth and final penalty and uh he found a way to make that big save so you know and then of course the metro stars now the new york red bulls they uh, they won that uh quarterfinal matchup against columbus over at historic crew stadium i, I gotta tell you uh, yeah, Khan, Oliver Khan, another great goalkeeper as well. Buffon, another great goalkeeper as well. Obviously, you know, you'll always get those goalkeepers that will make saves uh, out of their rear ends that you never thought they would. So, definitely. Right. Um, so, obviously, how long have you been in with the NPSL uh, and how many clubs have you played for? Yeah, I've been kind of in and out of it. Uh, it started with a phone call from... Copa because I used to play for them when I was in my youth years. So it started with a phone call with Copa where they're like, Hey, we're going to bring back this NPSL team. And I was kind of in and out of the NASL and, and the USL at the time. 
uh, and floating around MLS club. So they were like, listen, come string some games together. Like help us build this roster. We know, we know, you know, a handful of guys in the area. Cause I've always been one to network with, uh, with players and stuff. So actually in that first season, I helped make the introduction to getting a lot of the guys that were Motown guys to play with Copa. Um, so a lot of our roster, if you look back to our original Copa roster was through a connection that I had with Motown to be like, Hey, let's, let's link this up and try and make a run. So that was the first season that I played with Copa. Um, I stuck with them for another season. And then I had gotten a phone call with Atlantic city to go and try and put that together. Um, and I brought a couple of guys down there. Uh, one of them was Rich Balchin, who I played with at the river hounds, uh, who was a, uh, real salt Lake guy beforehand, MLS guy. Um, Ryan Adelaide came out. He was with me at the river hounds. You know, he was on the tail end of his pro career. So he came down. Um, Cam Vickers came out. Uh, who else did we have? We had a couple more guys come out as well to play for that inaugural Atlantic City team. Um, and then, you know, I stuck there for another year and moved on to, uh, to Monmouth this year to try and help them out. So, yeah, I mean, it's another local Jersey club that I feel like is trying, you know, they're doing a good job and is trying to reach the next level. And they, uh, they thought I could help them do that. So that's kind of how that worked out. No, that's fantastic to hear, and obviously it's great to see these clubs popping up around New Jersey, uh, especially, you know, in that Monmouth area. Um, you know, not many people are aware about Monmouth County or uh, the area, uh, you know, down there. They only know, obviously, about is Asbury Park, uh, the uh, Monmouth University College. Um, what is it about Monmouth, you think, that can draw uh, you know, players to come and play for FC Monmouth and, you know, to make the area, you know, uh, a nice place to reside. Yeah, I, I think the toughest thing in terms of the N- addressing the NPSL side, making FC Monmouth attractive, I mean, it's an attractive place to play. But the hardest thing is a club figuring out whether or not they're going to be able to house guys or not, because that would be a game changer for a club like FC Monmouth, because it is on the shore in the summer. Uh, with great restaurants and bars and beaches and stuff like that. So um, it is a really cool spot to be in. I, I think the difference with, that you'll see with some of the clubs is like the clubs in the MPSL that, that can house guys, you know, are able to attract a, a different type of player sometimes because they can find this guy out of state who's willing to come out and be somewhere else. So um, I think that that would become easy if, if mom has had that piece uh, because everything else around the area in Jersey is awesome. I mean, and I'm, I might be a little bit biased because I'm a Jersey guy, but uh, the Jersey Shore in the summer is not a bad spot. Um, you know, not saying that I wouldn't want to be in the middle of the country playing playing the game, but it's nice to go and train and then, you know, pop over to the beach or something like that and relax. So not many complaints there. No, no complaints at all. And, as we already said, uh, you already said, Brucey always likes to pop up at the bars and play a song, so why not? Yep. So, yeah, no, definitely. You know, you know, look, I always hear about Monmouth uh, and Asbury Park. I hear about the, you know, Monmouth University, one of the best universities. Of course, there's horse racing there, too, at Monmouth Park. And it's just uh, a nice area, especially in the summertime. You know, everyone loves to go to the shore, and everyone loves to have fun. And I know you do as well. It's the same here myself. But I just want to say this, though. Um, Matt, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I really do appreciate you coming on the show to talk about the club and talk about the area and, to, of course, talk about your love of the game uh, and your position. So please have a good evening. I hope to have you on again uh, another time. And uh, good luck this season with FC Monmouth. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, thanks for having me on. And anyone out there who's curious about Mammoth, you guys can follow us on uh, on Instagram at we are at we are Mammoth. And then if you guys need to look me up as well, it's uh, at GK underscore Matty P. So thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Great. Take care. All right. Thank you. You too. Take care. And that is Matt Perella, the goalkeeper for FC Monmouth. As um, you know, look, uh, great places to play at, great places to uh, learn, and great places to check out. So, you know, why not the MPSL? they got great locations for these clubs and everything going on. Now we go ahead over to the town that Fonzie made popular, and Richie, and Potsy, <laughs> and Loudmouth. I, I had to do the happy days. Come on. James Weber, forward of Milwaukee Torrent, joins me today. Look, I, I bet you've seen the statue of, uh, of the Fonz somewhere in downtown Milwaukee, haven't you? Yep, absolutely. I live a few blocks from it downtown, so I walk by it all the time. So obviously Milwaukee, you know, uh, great Midwestern city, uh, you know, lots of fans for the Brewers, for the Bucks. Uh, of course, also, uh, you know, not far down the road from Green Bay, Wisconsin with the Packers. But mm-hmm. if I can ask yep. you this, James, how has the Milwaukee community been when it comes to these matches you're playing for the Torrent? Oh, magnificent. The the fan base in Milwaukee is growing rapidly. Uh, and because we haven't seen much outdoor soccer here for a while, um, not since back in Milwaukee Rampage or Milwaukee Wave United days, um, so everyone kind of comes together and supports Milwaukee Torrent. It's a it's a big club in the city, so the fan base is amazing here. Oh, I bet they are, and I remember those clubs, of course, the Rampage, uh, always in the Open Cup, uh, always <clears throat> trying to find a way to uh, you know make that big run from the early rounds uh, deep into the uh, knockout stage. Well, it's always a knockout tournament, but. You know, try and get mm-hmm. deeper into the brackets as much as they can. But I will say this: mm-hmm. um, Milwaukee, I know definitely is um, very, very big soccer city. Uh, of course, they're starving for a big time club, and uh, right now the torrent is it. If I can ask you this: um, How's it been so far? I know the season just got started. I know the season just got underway, uh, but um, so far uh, you've played one match. Uh, it was a win, mm-hmm. uh, 2-0 victory over FC Columbus. Um, so far, what's the locker room like? And, uh, you know, what are you expecting this season in the Great Lakes Conference? Yeah, the the locker room is great. Uh, it is a young young group of guys. Um, and so they're all, you know, having a good time, getting used to each other. Uh, it's people from, you know, different countries uh, all over the country. Um, so just hearing Matt talk before me about, you know, being able to house players is huge for a club. And so that's what, you know, Torrent allows that. Um, we're blessed to have a great owner um, that provides housing for the players that helps out, um, helps bring players from all over. And so really, yeah, we're one game in, but I feel already like it's a, it's a really solid family, a solid group of guys that will do anything for each other. Uh, and I think we're going to do really well in the conference. We had that first game, got it under our belt. We got the win uh, away from home after, you know, a seven hour drive over to Columbus. So, that was, I think, a huge start for us uh, to really grow and build our trust in each other. 
Uh, and it's definitely an exciting time for the team uh, and a bright future going into the season. No, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. If I can ask you this, um, do you wish you had more clubs in the Great Lakes Conference? It's only so far it's yourselves, Carpathia, FC Indiana, Pantanico, Chicago, Columbus. Do, do you wish you had more clubs, or do you face other clubs in the other conferences within the Midwest region? Uh, I know we have some some friendly set up. I know MPSL is always growing, uh, and the competition is good in the Great Lakes Conference. So it's not like we're playing scrubs. You know, it's it's a smaller conference, but the competition is there, um, and so that's all really that we could ask for. Um, we don't need to play a million teams. Um, it's really about quality over quantity when it comes to a good conference. Uh, so I'm I'm happy with where we're at, and like I said, there's always teams coming to the MPSL, so I expect that number to grow in the near future. Okay, that's great to hear. And no, of course, every club in the NPSL is always going to be hard-nosed. We all know that. I mean, it doesn't matter what region or what conference you're in. It's always going to be a uh, – it'll be a scrappy 90 minutes. We all know that uh, from these games. Absolutely. So, obviously, um, you are a forward. And um, mm-hmm. I can ask you this. As a, stri- as a forward striker, um, if I can ask you this, who do you – idolized back in the day, you know, before you became a professional player, who did you want to be and, you know, show your stuff to a head coach that you were trying to make a team and uh, move forward? Uh, I mean, my, my role model players, I'd say I'd put them in, you know, a group of three, uh, Thierry Henry, uh, David Villa and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I think are the three at the diverse group, obviously, <laughs> but uh, I, I looked up to all those guys and kind of tried to model my game with different traits from all three of those guys. Um, I think I've, I've done well so far. <laughs> I try my best uh, to play like them. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what I grew up on and the soccer that I grew up on uh, to idolize those guys. So basically you're trying an Olympico by Henri with the Red Bulls. You're trying a Zlatan uh, halfway point goal against against LAFC. You're just trying to do all those magical goals now at training, aren't you? Yep, that's what I dream of, yep. (laughs) I keep dreaming. No, I'm just just joking. But that's great to hear. No, that's wonderful to hear. And for those that are not aware of this, of course – James Weber was featured in the NPSL's uh, Hummel Player Spotlight uh, in April of uh, this past April, actually, last month. And uh, what was mm-hmm. it like to be uh, featured uh, on the NPSL's website uh, as player, uh, as a spotlighted player so far? It's great. Uh, the recognition is always appreciated, uh, especially in NPSL, which is, you know, a lot of players, a lot of teams, so it's a, a big pool to pick from. Um, so I, I definitely appreciated that, and it was it was an honor. Uh, I like uh, I always love the spotlight. I won't. I'll admit that. <laughs> so it was good. It was good. That's great to hear. Um, of course, uh, I mean, I'm assuming you're still captain of the club, correct? Uh, not this year. No, I took a. I was captain to start a few years back. Um, and I'm new to the club this year. I went to a veteran this year, Simon, uh, who's, a, who's the other forward up top. Um, and he was well-deserved. He's a great leader. Um, guys really follow him. So I, I'm just the old guy of the team that the kids can follow. But uh, <laughs> I, I do what I can on the leadership. Yeah, definitely. If I can ask you this question, I don't think I've ever asked this question uh, at all. But when you get the captain's armband, 
to be mm-hmm. a captain of the club, to be the leader of your players, and at the same time, being that um, that conversation piece that you can exchange freely with the head coach to or representing the players in that sense. What does that mean for you when you wear the captain's armband? Oh, it means a lot. Um, I've captained, you know, my whole club career growing up. Um, all the way, I, I captained my team in Sweden and, of course, the Milwaukee Torn. And it means a lot that the coach kind of puts that power in your hand to lead the group when the coach isn't there or even when the coach is there to to be the guy that, the, that your teammates look up to and listen to and uh, it's it's an honor to be the captain. Um, you're kind of the guy that guys go to uh, if they have a problem or an issue. Um, you're kind of the dad of the group, <laughs> so that's that definitely puts uh, puts some respect on on your name as a captain. No, absolutely. Now I understand you are a uh, a Hartford, Wisconsin native. I, this is and I'll be honest. I always thought there was only one Hartford, and that was always in Connecticut. I did not know there was a Hartford <laughs> city. Uh, in Wisconsin, but how far is that away mm-hmm. from Milwaukee? And at the same time, you know, uh, being a Wisconsin native, what does that mean for you to play for a club in that state? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hartford's about 50 minutes, five zero minutes away from Milwaukee, so it's a little bit out in the country um, where all the farm fields are. <laughs> and so uh, I'm not really a country boy, um, but that's where, where I grew up. I'm more of a city guy, I like to think. So, um, but, but having a team in Wisconsin and you know being born and raised here is a huge deal to me. Um, that's why when Milwaukee Torrent started uh, and Davi started the Milwaukee Torrent, it was, it was kind of an eye-opener for me because it's something I really never even thought of happening or dreamed of as a kid. I was always looking, you know, Europe, 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 that's where I have to be. Uh, to make it in the soccer world, and then the Milwaukee Torrent became a thing, and it was really life-changing for for someone from Wisconsin to be able to play for a team um, that close, where all my family and friends could come and watch. Uh, it was it was definitely an exciting time when I heard the Milwaukee Torrent was was going to happen, um, and so I think all of Wisconsin appreciated it and still appreciates it that we have you know a gift and that we're blessed with the Milwaukee Torrent. Um, so it'll it'll always hold a, a big part of my heart. Um, I think, I mean, that's what most Wisconsinites will say about the Milwaukee Torrent. Absolutely. If I can ask you this, I mean, I don't know if you've had any friendlies against forward Madison, but what would it be like to have a match against them? And at the same time, if the Torrent does qualify for the Open Cup, how big would it be to have a forward Madison-Milwaukee Torrent Open Cup match, whether it be in Milwaukee or in Madison? And how far away are the two cities? Um, about an hour, an hour, or an hour, an hour and a half uh, drive from each other, and I think it would be, <laughs> it would be important. It would be nice to see um, for of the a forward mass man of the torrent. Um, it would light a little fire in me, um, since being a Wisconsinite and feeling like I, I'm a big part of the soccer world in Wisconsin. I never got that call from forward Madison <laughs> to come and play for them, um, even when I was in Europe, um, and so that was. You know, Milwaukee Torrent, that, they they let me know right away that they wanted me to be a part of their team, and, and that call never came from forward Madison, so that'll be a, a little chip on my shoulder if we were to play them, but uh, it would it would be pretty cool, so I hope that does happen. 
Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I would love to see actually, to be honest with you, I would love to see a series like you know maybe a preseason series, uh, like on goal aggregate or something to uh, you know go for some sort of Wisconsin Cup. That would be great if you really think about it. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I used to know the general manager. Well, I mean, I do know the general manager formerly of uh, Forward Madison and Peter Wilt, who's now running Chicago mm-hmm. House and NISA. But still, though, yep. um, I, I tell you, man, that if that ever happened, Torrent versus uh, Forward Madison, it's on. I want to see yep. that happen. I really would <laughs> love to see that happen. If there's a stream available of it, I'll watch it. I don't care. I want to take a yep. look and see what Torrent will do to Forward Madison. That'd be fun to watch. Hopefully, the right people are listening to this, and they're going to make that happen. So, hopefully. Well, talk to your owner. Why not? Go for it. You never know what could happen. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, why not? Heck, I, I I like to like to think I planted a seed. I mean, why not? Let's go for it. Um, <laughs> so, um, what type of system does the torrent like to play uh, whenever you face against your fellow uh, conference mates? like in against Indiana and, and those other clubs? I mean, what makes Torrent tick, and what suits your style? We're definitely a high-pressure team, uh, attack-minded. Um, Cacho, the coach of, of the Torrent, is, is very – he stresses that a lot at practice and in games to make sure that we're staying high and, and winning the ball high up the field so that we can counter quickly. Um, I don't want to give away too much on the show, but uh, – <laughs> Like of course, no, we no, like of course. Attack and we like to score. <laughs> <laughs> you like to press the opponents into a freaking grilled cheese sandwich that's squishing out all the cheese, <laughs> that's right? right. <laughs> that's all right. right. I just want to make sure I get that correctly, and I like to use the cheese reference. I know where you are. You're in Wisconsin. <laughs> Much appreciated. I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> For those of us that are not familiar with Milwaukee and we only know about, you know, back in the old 70s and 80s TV shows like Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley, um, is Milwaukee like? Like for myself, I, I mean, obviously, I know it's a Midwest city. It's probably one of the best cities in the United States, in the, especially in the Midwest region. But, you know, for you that you've lived there, that you're near there and you're aware of it, what's Milwaukee like for all of us that are not familiar with it? Uh, it's a beautiful city. Uh, that's why I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> uh, we have we have rivers. <laughs> we have, obviously, Lake Michigan, the beaches, um, awesome restaurants, good food, um, entertainment everywhere. Um, even the suburbs around Milwaukee are great areas, and it's rapidly growing. A uh, great place to invest in. So uh, I can't, you know, I can't say enough about Milwaukee. No, that's great to hear. Obviously, and uh, you know, look, uh, I would love to go get a chance to get to Milwaukee. I'd like to just, you know, I, I need a tour guide. So you know, when you're not training, you know, I'm gonna have to borrow yeah, I you got for you. a little bit. Yep. <laughs> you better. I, I'm paying top dollar, mister. <laughs> no, but obviously, no, I really want to get over there. I really want to check out Milwaukee, obviously. And if you can find me the the uh, the Cunningham's house in happy days, I'll take a picture. No, I'm only kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, um, I, I have to I have to say this, James. I hope you have a very good year. Hope everything will go well for you this year, especially for Milwaukee Torrent. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Good luck this year in the NPSL, and hope to have you on again another time soon. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. James Weber, forward for Milwaukee Torrent. Of course, he was spotlighted as the Hummel uh, spotlight player in April. And uh, it's uh, just great to talk to these people, uh, part of the NPSL, have a nice chat, have a little fun, and just move forward and uh, discussing um, you know, the club and, of course, themselves and the region that they live in. So it's, it's great to talk about this stuff. Now, before I say goodnight, let me just say this. I am very happy that all of you are enjoying the NPSL Soccer Show here on the 14th Fire American Soccer Show. Uh, we're going to get you more shows, of course, moving forward. And, of course, we all know uh, about the Open Cup situation and how some of you are not happy about some of the clubs that did qualify for the Open Cup from last year, which, of course, was canceled. And now, of course, this year it's not going to be a full, proper Open Cup in the opening rounds. Let me just say this once again. And I understand how some of you who are, or the, mo- the majority of you who support the NPSL, um, you want to see those clubs that qualified for the opening round and, of course, are into the first round draw. You want to see them get their moment to shine. You want to see them play. Listen to me. Just because that the Open Cup is different this season, excuse me, does not mean it's going to revert into this permanently. U.S. soccer is aware. And I understand there are those that doesn't trust the U.S. Soccer Federation or the Open Cup Committee. But if you just let me uh, give you a, uh, a moment of your time to listen to me and just to understand where U.S. soccer is coming from, I don't think this is going to be a new thing. What they are trying to do, because of this pandemic, it hamstrung them. I believe, if not by 2022, hopefully by 2023, the Open Cup will be back, and it will be back to its normal ways. Once again, it's about the pandemic. And I understand there are some states that are just saying, let's go full reopening. Let us go slowly and gradually reopening. We're going to have a certain amount of a percentage of fans allowed inside or outside uh, you know, sports venues for the capacity. I found out in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, sometime in June, it will be a full 100 capacity at a Philadelphia Phillies baseball game at Citizens Bank Park. Um, as of right now in New Jersey, it's a 50% capacity allowed in the outdoor um, stadiums. So basically MetLife Stadium for the NFL and, of course, Red Bull Arena. The indoors, we're not aware of, but we're not worried about that. We need patience and we need some common sense, everybody. U.S. soccer is aware of what is going on. U.S. soccer is aware that the Open Cup is the crown jewel tournament for lower-level clubs fighting against the big boys, the Giants. And whether that be in Major League Soccer, the USL Championship, USL League One, U.S. soccer is aware of what has to happen once this pandemic is done and over with. I understand the frustrations of the reduced schedule and the reduced teams. I understand that. 
And believe me, no one loves the Open Cup more than I do. But I really have to stress that this is not a permanent change. I think sometimes we cannot react negatively, and we cannot assume that this will remain as is. Once this pandemic is finished and over with, and out of our atmosphere and out of our system, I believe we will go back to a proper Open Cup tournament. And we will see majority or you know, the, uh, the amount, the proper amount of NPSL sides allowed to qualify for the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Whether that be for 2022 or 2023, we'll have to wait and see. Because I don't believe U.S. soccer is going to cut off their own nose and spy their face to destroy all the good building of the Open Cup that they have done. And they realize what's at stake. I believe we will get back to a regular Open Cup, a regular round one proper, round one draw. And we will see a good amount of Open Cup sides of you know qualifying from the NPSL. So until then, until then, let's take it easy and let us not blow another gasket because let's be honest, it's not worth it. Pandemic first to be, get, to be rid of. Get rid of the pandemic first. Let it die out. Do your part. Wear your mask. Stay the six feet separation as much as possible. And then we don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. And then we can get back to our regular, normal lives. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to tonight's show. I want to thank my guests, Kenny Hot, FC Motown midfielder, Chris Pelly, president of the Tallahassee Soccer Club, excuse me, runner, Matt Perella, goalkeeper for FC Monmouth, and James Weber, forward of Milwaukee Torrent. This is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight, and thank you very much for listening to the NPSL Soccer Show here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Have a good night. Take care. So long. I'll be back with you this coming Tuesday night. I will move the show this week to Tuesday, as I am going to be a guest on another show on Monday night. So please, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your weekend of soccer. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care so long. And bye-bye for now.